Happy New Year, everybody. I hope 2021 has gotten off to a great start for you. I think for most of us, the best thing about 2021 is that it's no longer 2020, that we can close the books on what certainly has been a very uh, confusing, difficult, chaotic year for all of us. But you know, as we look back, it's also been a year in which we've seen God move and work in ways we could have never imagined. And one of the ways we've seen God working this past year is through you, our Cedar Creek Church family. So welcome to the Lee House this morning. We're glad that y'all are here. This is my most favorite place on earth, especially when we're joined by friends and family. So thanks for being here today. Um, 2020 has been a strange year yeah. um, in almost every possible way. Yeah. Um, a difficult year, a challenging year, but it's been a great year. Yeah. We have had successes um, during 2020. And so I just want to thank this entire staff of Cedar yeah. Creek Church for rising to the occasion, for doing what y'all have done to continue to deliver the quality of services that we've been able to live stream into our homes so that we could stay connected. So thanks to the whole staff. Yeah, thank you. We have a great team and I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. Kids worship, um, Centerpoint folks, um, everybody has worked together. Care and counseling has had to be able to learn to connect with people in a whole new way. And so it's been challenging, but it's been wonderful too. And Satan will not stop us in the work of Cedar Creek Church and being able to continue to carry on with the mission and vision of our church. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking about this, Terry, that it was like exactly a year ago. We were sitting right here um, broadcasting our New Year's service going into 2020, and uh, we had some excitement in that, but we talked about uncertainty. A new year is also a time of uncertainty, but man, we could have never guessed uh, what 2020 would bring for all of us. And yet in the midst of all those changes that we've been through and we continue to go through, so thankful that there are some things that will never change. One of those is God's faithfulness. He is faithful no matter what's going on or what it feels like. And also just the eternal nature of God's purposes for our lives. You know, they don't change just because circumstances around us change. And because of the stability we have from God's call on our life, His faithfulness, we know that uh, we have hope for the future, but our hope is not based on what the future holds but knowing who holds that future and who holds it as we walk into it. And I think of that great promise from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Notice what it says. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations for those who love Him and keep His commandments. Man, what a great promise. But, but don't miss this. This promise is based on a premise that experiencing God's faithfulness in our lives is, is driven by and determined by our love for Him and our willingness to make His purposes the priority of our lives. Of course, anybody that's been around Cedar Creek Church for any length of time knows we're, we are a purpose-driven church. And that just simply means that the five purposes that God has given the New Testament church are the driving force not only of our church, but of our individual lives. And 
we talk about this at, at Cedar Creek Church often. We talk about the fact that we exist to reach and connect with people who are far from God, to help all of us grow in our faith as we serve others and honor God with our lives. Reach, connect, grow, serve, honor have always been what we are about and will continue to be what we are all about. But you know, even though those purposes of God haven't changed in over 2,000 years, the unique way that we live them out are constantly changing as the world around us changes. And so, I mean, I don't know what this next year is going to bring, but I know there are some things that we've been through as a church, things we've been through as a nation, as a community, even as a world, that I think are going to continue to impact the ways that we live out these purposes. And I think one of the things we're going to see moving forward this year is that reaching and connecting with people is going to be less about us inviting people to come to us and more about us being willing to go and reach and connect with people wherever they are. You know, when I think about that, I think about the parable Jesus told of the banquet. And the master prepared a phenomenal banquet and he invited all of his friends and co-workers, people that he knew, and he invited them, but they, were, they uh, turned down the RSVP. They, they were too busy, had too many things going on, and he didn't want to cancel the banquet, so he changed his strategy. Notice what he said to his servants in Luke 14, 21. He says, go quickly into the streets and alleys of town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. You know, between the pandemic and the politics of this past year, there are a lot of hurting people in our community, people who not only feel isolated, but people who are actually isolated. Yeah, isolation has probably been one of the number one challenges for all of us during the past year. Um, and isolation puts all of us at greater risk. We know um, that during 2020, anxiety and depression has increased. Suicidal rates have increased both in our county as well as nationally. Um, substance abuse disorders as well as domestic abuse has increased. But you know, Philip and I, as we were assisting with the Surviving the Holidays um, event this year at Cedar Creek Church, which is a yearly event that our care and counseling um, crew puts on. They do a fantastic job. Um, I was really um, struck as I looked at the number of tables and the number of individuals there um, this past year, there were a record number of people there mm. for this particular event, which in my mind tells me a record number of people who are struggling and hurting and needing hope and help during the holidays. There were two or three tables of folks dealing with separation or divorce. There were two tables this year of individuals who have suffered a loss due to suicide. And there were two tables of individuals or family members who have lost a loved one, loved one to the opioid crisis. Mm -hmm. And so that to me speaks a high degree of hopelessness and despair. People who are in the ditches that we are passing and that we are shoulder to shoulder with every single day in our homes, in our churches, at work, at the grocery store. And so we are challenged to be even more intentional during 2021 about um, 
recognizing those people who are in a state of hopelessness and despair and leading them to their next step so that they can hang on moment by moment. And then the other event was the um, Blue Christmas Christmas event. Also a record number of individuals at that, not even primarily Cedar Creek people, but folks from our community who need hope and help during this Christmas season. Cedar Creek Church is going to continue to move in that area on Jericho Road to make sure that we're assisting people who are in the ditch. Yeah, as we're moving forward, it's not only going to affect how we reach and connect with people, but how we serve others. We've always been a church that has desired to not be the best church in our community, but the best church for our community. But the ways that we serve others are going to continue to change as as more and more of their needs go, uh, not just physical, but emotional, and most importantly, spiritual. Uh, to connect hurting and hopeless people with the hope of the gospel and the hope that only Jesus can provide. I think another way that uh, this new year is going to change how we live out God's purposes is in our spiritual growth, how we grow spiritually. Because through this pandemic and the quarantine it caused, it, it was actually a great opportunity for us to take a real honest look at our lives and our relationship with Jesus, how we are truly doing and and not just how much we really trust God, because certainly we've had to do that when all kinds of things that we've depended on have kind of fallen apart, but just how do we grow spiritually? You know, it's so easy to to think, hey, I'm doing good spiritually when we are able to uh, attend an in-person worship service. We're able to sing great worship songs and hear a message and we walk out of there and we think, you know, I'm tight with Jesus. You know, I'm I'm doing good. But when that was taken away and for six months, none of us were able to do that. And even now, some of you are still not able to be a part of in-person services. It just kind of shined the spotlight on how important it is for us to take ownership of our own faith journey. I think these great words from King David in Psalm 63, 1. Listen to what he says. He says, oh God, you are my God. And then check this out. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Do you see that level of personal responsibility Listen, the reason David is called a man after God's own heart is not because of the home he grew up in or the parents he had or how great the church he was a part of went to. It was because of his desire to be closer and more intimate with God. And like I said, I I can't tell you what's going to happen in 2021, but I can tell you this, the level of spiritual growth you experience in this upcoming year will not be based on the circumstances you go through. It will be based on the choices that each of us individually make as we go through those circumstances. You know, this time of year, we we love to set goals. We make resolutions, these promises of the things we're going to change in our lives. And, And many of us make spiritual growth goals, that this year we want to grow closer to Jesus. This year we want to be more consistent in connecting with Him. We want to serve Him better. 
But just like with our physical health, our spiritual health is really not going to be dependent on the goals we set, but the discipline choices we make in setting those goals. And so I think there are two choices every one of us can make in this new year that I believe can guarantee we'll experience spiritual growth. One of those is just committing to spending time daily with God. Some people call it a quiet time or a devotional time or a daily reading time, but it's really about setting aside time each day to just focus on Jesus, to engage with his word, to pour out your heart to him in prayer and to be still and quiet and listen for his voice. And, you know, I want to encourage you. We've seen how technology has been helpful uh, to help us grow spiritually this past year. And there's great tools available. One of the things we encourage you to do if you don't have it, download the Bible app. Because on that app, you'll find some great uh, New Year reading plans, some daily reading plans. Because that choice, choosing to do that, is going to help you grow spiritually. I think the other big choice we have to make is be willing to stay connected in authentic community with other believers. While certainly our spiritual growth requires personal responsibility, understand spiritual growth is not a solo sport. It takes a team. We need each other to grow spiritually. And man, if we didn't learn anything else this past year, it is that value of being connected. Not necessarily just being connected to the large gathering, but being connected to a small group. And that's what our home groups are all about. And you know, through this pandemic this past year, when we weren't able to gather in large groups, we've been able to continue to live out the mission and vision, continue to be able to grow spiritually. That is such a vital part. And even though the pandemic's probably going to go away, that doesn't mean being connected in authentic community is going to go away. So I would encourage you, if you've not yet connected with one of our home groups, this is a great time to do it. Start the new year right. Just click on the link there. We'll help you get connected with the group. If you're already in a group, as Terry and I are and have been for decades, then maybe this is the year for you to really recommit. Commit not only to being consistent in your attendance in the group meetings, but more importantly, commit to doing life, to being transparent, to helping others and allow others to help you, to provide encouragement and support and accountability. It's critical for this new year for spiritual growth. And so I think uh, what we would want you to know today is Terry and I, we have a lot of hope for the future, a lot of hope for Cedar Creek Church and the opportunities we're going to have to live on mission and make a difference. And so I just want to close today with what I think is our prayer for you, our prayer for your family, our prayer for our community, and our prayer for our church. It's found in Romans chapter 15, and it's simply this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Oh, Father, I thank you for your faithfulness as we've seen uh, over this past year. We thank you for the faithfulness we've seen in your people who call Cedar Creek Church home. Lord, we are grateful for that. But Lord, we are filled with hope is that even that though that we know that there's so many needs and so many hurting people around us, we know that the field is ripe unto harvest, but we know that you are faithful. 
And so, Lord, we want to be faithful, faithful in living out the purposes that you have called and created us for. So, God, we pray for this new year that we would pursue you and your purposes above everything else. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.